0: Hello, welcome to the marketing in minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Kloosterman, and I'm a senior account manager at Evenbound. Evenbound is a digital marketing agency, as well as a diamond HubSpot solutions partner located in Grand Haven, Michigan. In each episode of this podcast, we'll break down current and complex marketing questions into easily digestible five to 10 minute episodes. Well, let's jump into it. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, Welcome back to the podcast. Um, To those listening and to our guest, Mackenzie Dieter. Hi, it's great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are happy to have you. Uh, Mackenzie has been on plenty of shows. She's the director of content at Evenbound. So no better person, I think, to have this conversation today. Um, And speaking of our conversation today, our question is, what are some common blogging mistakes? I think this is going to be a hot one as in like, there's a lot to say here. And yeah, I just, I just want to jump into it. So to get us all on the same page, Mackenzie, can you tell us like the purpose of a blog post? I know that might seem like a very simple question. Like, Oh, I blog. I know why I'm doing it, but I think there's probably some misconceptions about why people should be blogging. So let's, let's just start there. What's the purpose of a blog post?
1: Yeah, that is a great place to start because I think, like, we're talking about the most common blogging mistakes, and that's probably number one. Um, blogging exists to educate, the function of blogging is to answer a question, to tell people about it a cool thing. Um, And I think the biggest misconception is that a lot of companies use blogs to promote their products. They talk about, like, new things that they're launching, and those are all wonderful things to talk about, but that's not actually the purpose of your blog. So, that like, any type of new project, product... Um, anything like that, like new team hires, those are all great announcements, but they really belong on a news section and they're not a blog. Like that's more of a press release, right? Blogs are pretty much should be educational. The idea is to reach your ideal audience and answer a question that they have or solve a pain point that they're dealing with.
0: Yeah. I think for people listening, like some people might be like, oh yeah, obviously blogs are meant to educate, but other people might be like sitting back a bit and being like, oh shoot. Like maybe I've been blogging wrong. And I I mean, I think any, if you're writing content and putting time to like updating your website with content, like that's a great place to start, but like you're here, you're listening to this podcast. You obviously want to get better at blogging. So let's knock out some of these mistakes outside of using the blog to promote. So like, what are other common mistakes people make when they're blogging?
1: Yeah, I've got five top faves. Commonly seen that love sort that. of thing. Love, love a numbered list. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, it's what I live for. So the first one is writing in the wrong tone. So a lot of people, or a lot of companies, especially we see it a lot with B two B's. You're a professional company. You're talking to other businesses. You you know you want to carry yourself a certain way. You want to present the company in a certain way. But your blog, in most situations, in almost every situation should be more casual than your website. So for Evenbound, that might not be as true because we have a pretty casual like website tone, so our blog matches that. But let's say you're a huge enterprise-level B2B. You want to maintain some certain levels of professionalism. And that is great, but you don't want to over-professionalize your blog because that can really turn off your readers. Like if it's not something that I can skim and read easily, it's probably not something that I'm going to keep reading. So that's mistake number one.
0: Yeah. And I mean,
1: I think Google takes that into consideration too, doesn't it? Like level of difficulty to like read a blog. Yep. They definitely do. It's a bit of a sliding scale because Google is comparing everything to everything else. So if everybody is writing at a certain level, um, for a certain topic, like you kind of want to match that, but yeah, usually easier to read is better for ranking.
0: Yes. I think that's important because like you said, it's easy to to overcomplicate things, especially if you're in that industry and like, you know, all the industry lingo, but like someone reading you about like whatever you're writing about might be hearing it for the first time. So, uh, keeping it simple is a, is a great tip slash mistake. Number one. Um, so let's look at mistake number two. Uh,
1: what do you got for that? Yeah, mistake number two is writing for a word count. Um, A lot of us, I think, you know, in the early days of SEO, it was like, oh, you have to write 500 words or Google's not going to read it. You have to get your keyword in there a certain amount of times. As Google has evolved, like so has content strategy. And it's really at a disservice to you to try and write for a word count. In most cases, when you're blogging, the best thing to do is answer the question wherever you end up. If you've answered the question succinctly, clearly, and you've considered all sides of it, like that's the word count you should be at versus trying to hit that like 500 words or 1500 words.
0: Yes. Another super
1: important point. All right. What do we have for common mistake number three? Number three is about organization, which is a fun one because it's not actually about writing. So I think this gives my writers a break there for a minute. Um, but How your blog is organized is super essential to how it performs, and it's really easy to just kind of stream of consciousness, write down your response, and then like post it, and you're done, but that actually does a disservice to you because Google is not going to like it, and it's also not really easy for your readers to digest, so generally what you want to do is once you've written the blog, you should take some time to like categorize it build out some section headers, make sure you have bullet points, anything you can do to make it scannable is going to help all of that work that you put in really be consumable for someone else.
0: In all honesty, like when I'm reading a blog, I typically like read all the, like the header sections, the H2s, the H3s, whatever first. And then I'm like, okay, this is worth my time to actually read. So (laughs) if you don't have those, like people might not even take the time to start, you know? So I think that's another great point.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the first place to go. Mm
0: All
1: right. Uh, Common mistake number four. Yes. This one I'm calling analysis paralysis, Um, which, yeah, (laughs) it's just a fun way of saying it's better to post it than to make it perfect. It happens all the time with clients, right? Where it's like, okay, we really need to get this right. We don't want to mess up, you know, how we're addressing our customers, that sort of thing. That is all definitely true, but it's really important to remember that your blog is going to do so much more good on the website and live than it will being perfect so always remember that anything you put out can be updated can be changed as long as the basics are right it's probably good enough to post yeah the
0: only thing i'm going to say there is just repeat what you said it's better to post it than to make it perfect i think
1: it's important to hear that twice
0: (laughs) all right uh final final tip for us what do you have
1: Yes, the final uh, mistake is to set it and forget it. So that is if you are writing the blog, you posted the blog. Whew, it's out there. It's done. It might not be perfect, but it's live. That's perfect. But you can't forget about it then. So your blog is going to do a lot of work for you. Like once it's posted, probably in the next few months, it's going to pull in a lot of traffic if you've written it well. But it could be doing so much better if you take a little bit time, of time to promote it. So make sure you share it on social media. Make sure if you have an email newsletter, it goes out in that. If there are ways to optimize it, like after, if you notice after one or two months that it's not performing the way that you want it to, make sure you're taking some time to go back and look and see, how can I optimize this? How can I make it better? How can I improve on this?
0: Yeah. And, uh, just to call back to an episode we did a couple weeks ago. Now we talked all about optimizing content on our website, how often that should be done. So definitely give that episode a listen. If you haven't yet, those were five great common mistakes, Mackenzie for all of us to hear. Um, if you are currently doing one of those, maybe a little light bulb went off in your head and you can maybe pivot or improve how like your blogging process is now, um, before we wrap up, love to give a resource or an action item uh, for people listening. So what what do you have for us today, Mac?
1: Yeah, like you said, Colby, most of those are pretty easy and like you can implement them almost immediately. Um, so the resource is a blog from HubSpot called Beginner Blogging Mistakes and it's 20. So a lot more that we weren't able to get to um, in a short little episode here. Um, but they're also very easy, super easy to implement sort of tips to just really scale up your blogging. Um, with not a lot of effort.
0: Yes. And I will link that in the show notes so you can um, find it there if you want. Well, this has been another great episode. Thank you as always for jumping on and sharing your wealth of knowledge when it comes to
1: content with us. Yeah. Always love being on. It's fun.
0: Thank you all for spending a few minutes with us. Please rate us five stars on Apple podcast and Spotify, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See ya.